Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, July 21st. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is, you know, counting down to the expansion draft, Rachel. We don't have that much time to wait. I'm getting a little nervous, I gotta say. (laughs) You and me both. But to keep up to date on who Seattle picks from the Flyers, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. Keep up to date on Flyers news, Phantoms news, and NHL news. You can always reach us uh, on Twitter, or if you don't have Twitter, no problem. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We are your hosts. I'm Danielle. And I'm Rachel. And this episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Spotify Greenroom, changing the way we talk sports. So in today's episode, we are going to touch on some Flyers news. We have some schedules. Uh, We have an interview from newest Flyer, Ryan Ellis. The big part of today's episode is that we are joined by Adam Kimmelman. Um, We're going to ask him a couple of questions about the expansion draft, about the uh, prospect draft. So it'll be a really good episode. Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are currently listening. So make sure you subscribe to get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. So like I said, let's get into some scheduling news. Uh, The Flyers posted their preseason schedule and they have six games, three against the Isles, three against the Bruins, and three against the Caps. So we still see the Bruins (laughs) early in the season. Um, The season or the preseason starts September 28th, and then it'll wrap up on October 8th. News also came out that the NHL schedule will be out on Thursday, as well as the AHL schedule coming out on Friday. So we have a ton of scheduling news. I can't wait to see who the Flyers and the Phantoms play first. Same, and I hope it's not somebody we're as familiar with from last season. <laughs> that's that's the hope, right? Who knows if it'll pan out that way, but can't wait to see uh, the schedule when they come out. And then Ryan Ellis met with the media for the first time as a Philadelphia Flyer, and there were some key uh, quotes from him that uh, I saw after watching his little, like, I think it was like around eight or seven minutes. Um, Of course, he was just saying that, like, obviously, this is the first time he's ever been traded, so it was a shock to the system, but he said on joining the Flyers, all I want to do is win. This organization has a winning standard, and I want to help. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help the team win. You know, I, I like the I like the winning mentality. Hopefully, <laughs> the Flyers don't beat that out of him uh, because we all know um, this team is definitely has its up and downs. But another one that uh, interesting part of his uh, interview was um, he confirmed that reports about his injury in 2020. 2021 being a shoulder injury were incorrect he actually broke his knuckle and that's what kept him out um he returned for a stretch of nine points in 14 games and then had um, five points in six games in the playoffs but as of right now he said that his knuckle his hand feels fine and there was no surgery needed so that actually alleviates some of the uh you know, questions and and concerns about his injury history, Um, because I did hear that it was a shoulder. So it's good to see that it wasn't that and it was his knuckle and he's fine as of right now. 
Yeah, that made me feel a lot better. I will say for most of it, just watching it, I think he's still a little shell-shocked. And from the way that he was talking, I think he's just kind of worried about his family and getting his family moved and everything. And once that happens, and he said as much, but once that happens, he'll be able to focus more on the hockey side of things. And you could tell that was sort of weighing on him a little bit. But I do like his attitude in terms of, I'm just here to do what the team needs me to do so that we can win. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I completely understand why he is shocked. Luck is on his side because he does have a good amount of time before the season starts uh, to, you know, get his family situated. Um, But an interesting thing is that um, for the Flyers, he's going to wear number 94 and he'll be the first player in Flyers history to do so. I think he was number four in Nashville so I assumed there would be a four involved somehow and he would either add something to it or double it or something like that so it makes a lot of sense to me listen I like that he's like the first to ever be that for the Flyers so I think that's pretty cool all right so like we previewed at the start of today's episode we are joined by Adam Kimmelman who is a deputy managing editor for the NHL.com as well as the host of the NHL draft class podcast Adam thank you so much for joining us Absolutely. My pleasure to be on with you. We are excited to jump into some expansion draft and draft news for the Flyers. It's a big week. There's um, no shortage of things to talk about. And after a couple of weeks of just having nothing to talk about or talking about the Habs or the Lightning, I'm excited. Well, for sure. It's, It's the time of year where, you know, there's so much to talk about because there's so many options. It's such a, yeah. a wide open space of what could happen between the expansion draft, the, NA, the the amateur draft, and then free agencies right around the corner. It's it's incredibly busy in the hockey world. It is. And I'm excited to see what Chuck Fletcher has planned for the Flyers. So speaking of that, what do you think of Chuck Fletcher's plan or for the offseason so far? I mean, the Flyers have made a couple of moves and new hires. Well, I, I really like, I mean, the big one's the trade of, of um, for Ryan Ellis. You know, I think it was a great move. I think it fills a huge need. To me, their, their three biggest needs were, you know, a right shot defenseman to play on the top pair. You know, they need a, a sniper, a legit goal scorer, and, I think, and they need a backup goalie. And it's sort of in that order. You know, to me, getting, getting Ellis, getting him for the cost they got him, you know, they really never really replaced that when Matt Niskanen retired. It fills that huge hole next to Ivan Provorov, penalty kill, power play, minutes eating. You know, I, I think it was the best possible move. If they couldn't get Seth Jones, which I think was going to be a real cost prohibitive kind of thing, to me, Ryan Ells was the best fallback option. So as far as, you know, mapping out what the Flyers could do with the offseason, I think they're off to a really good start. So do you think that that was a fair deal that the Flyers made for Ellis, that Myers and Nolan Patrick were, were a good trade? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Look, you're not going to get a guy the caliber of Ryan Ellis for free. You're going to have to give something to get something. And, you know, Phil Myers, as much as, you know, I, I kind of refer to him as found money, right? You know, six foot five guy who can skate like he does, big, strong, right shot. They don't grow on trees, and the Flyers really lucked into one, finding him, you know, as an undrafted free agent, and he was a really solid top four guy for them. You know, one of the many younger players who maybe took a step back last season, but 
he's got a, a really high ceiling. However, Ryan Ellis, I think, help, will help them more next season and moving forward than Phil Myers has the, has the chance to do at this point. And Nolan Patrick, look, you know, the, the story is not written on Nolan Patrick, as Chuck Fletcher said. There, there's likely more for him to come. I think Vegas is a real good landing spot for him. But he kind of just stuck out as a guy that needed a fresh start, needed to get into a different situation. It wasn't – it didn't seem like it was going to work in Philadelphia. You know, Elaine Vigneault tried him in the middle, tried him on the wing, tried him in different spots, and it never really, for whatever reason, seemed to click with him. So, you know, going to Vegas is probably going to help him. But, look, as much as you don't like to give up Ryan L., uh, give up Phil Myers – Ryan Ellis is a huge improvement on what they had defensively. And then you add in the fact that Cam York and Eager Zamula are going to need ice time. They're going to need the, the opportunity to get a little bit more chances to play for the Flyers. And moving out Phil Myers, you know, gives one of those guys maybe a little bit more of an opportunity to move up in the on the roster a little bit. Yeah, I agree with you. And I definitely agree in the fact that um, Ryan Ellis is going to help the team next season more than a Phil Myers will. But it's questions like these that we can have such insightful and long discussions and Spotify Greenroom is the perfect place because you can start or join conversations all up around the league. You'll find fans just like you on Spotify Greenroom for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course big news and rumors during the offseason. You can even find Locked On hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. Go download the free Spotify Greenroom app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. You'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. We can't wait to join you all on the app, and we'll let you know when the Locked On Flyers room are live. Download the Spotify Greenroom app today. Spotify Greenroom, changing the way we talk sports. Well, Rachel, it wouldn't be uh, a locked on fires if we didn't stop and talk about how good Built Bar protein bars are. And that's because they are truly our favorites. They're such a good protein bar. I mean, they taste just like a candy bar and they have so many different flavors, whatever you're feeling, whenever you're in the mood. I mean, I personally love cookies and cream and apple almond crisp, but I don't think I've ordered any flavor and I didn't eat the whole box and love them. <laughs> They're so good. They really are. But the best part is that Bilt Bars are healthy. They're great if you're looking to lose or maintain weight while having that delicious treat. And I don't know how they do it, but they're an amazing combination of being low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. And if you're on something like the keto diet, these will fit right in. So go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. After that trade, I mean, Flyers Twitter was buzzing with other opportunities for the Flyers to get better. And one was, uh, or included Tarasenko. Do you think that the Flyers will make an expansion draft deal such as like, you know, Tarasenko and Voracek? Well, you know, it's funny. I asked Chuck Fletcher this when we had him on, when, when he kind of talked to the media last week about the expansion draft, because if you go back to 2017, when he was with Minnesota, he was one of the more active GMs as far as swinging side deals. You know, they, they lost Eric Halla and he made the trade to send Alex Tuck to Vegas to allow him to 
not lose Matt Dumba. I think that was really the big thing. He didn't want to lose Dumba. So the, the cost of doing that was, was Alex Tuck. And, you know, you can say that worked or that didn't work, whatever your opinion is. I mean, Alex Tuck has turned into a really nice player for Vegas. You know, it's a different situation now with the Flyers. There really isn't that guy that you, you're, you're so gung-ho that you absolutely can't leave, even though you have to leave him exposed. You know, for, for the contributions that Voracek and Van Riemsdyk and Gossespierre made, they're pretty big high-ticket items. And, and in a world where the salary cap is going to stay flat for the foreseeable future, that's a huge advantage. If you can, you know, weaponize your salary cap and if you can grab, you can claw back 8.25 million for the next three years for Voracek or, or 7 million for the next two years of Van Riemsdyk, you know, that's, you, you trade off losing them for nothing or chance losing them for nothing for the salary cap savings that you can find and, and reallocate that money in other ways. So, you know, long, it's a little bit of a long winded answer, but would Fletcher, you know, sort of pay a sweetener, so to speak for, for one of those guys to, to go to Seattle, I don't know. Or will he be comfortable saying, here's our list. You guys take whatever you want. It's your choice and we'll just roll with it. So it's really interesting. Uh, you know, they were Minnesota. You look at Fletcher's history to, to figure out what his future is going to be. He was really active with Minnesota. Will he be the same with Philadelphia with, with the Flyers now? I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to watch. I think so too. And we've talked about it on our show as well, especially recently, given the Ellis deal, we feel like he's coming at things from a position of confidence and that he'll consider sweetener deals, but if it's not the right deal because of the Vegas situation that you talked about, that he's just not going to take it and say, take who you want to take and we'll figure it out from there. I think kind of that's where I've settled on what he'll do, but I guess we shall see. I think another, uh, I think a number of GMs are sort of going to be in that same boat. They don't, you know, a lot of them still feel some wounds from the Vegas expansion and how they might've quote unquote gotten burned. And they're going to be more along the lines of, look, here's our list. You guys take who you want and we'll just figure it out rather than going through all these machinations where you end up overpaying to lose a guy that, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're ending up walking yourself into a worse situation than you could have by opening the wrong, by opening the wrong door. So I think a lot of GMs are just going to sit back and say, well, this is the guy you want, then, then you can have him and, and have at it. So do you anticipate any big surprises in general, not just flyers related at the expansion draft? Yeah. You know, you look at the, the list of goalies available and, and my goodness, there are some really tantalizing options there. If I'm Seattle, you know, Carrie Price obviously is the standout name on that list. And, you know, is he healthy? And if he is healthy, you know, that's a big contract. But man, if you can, you can use Carrie Price for three or four years as your, as your linchpin. Yeah. I mean, look what you look what happened with Vegas when they took Marc-Andre Fleury. He sort of had a resurrection there in, in Vegas the last three years would carry price sort of be the same thing for, for Seattle if he's healthy? That's a huge question mark. So, you know, if it's not carry price, do you look at a guy like Jonathan quick? Do you look at Braden Holpe veteran guys with experience? You know, they're on the wrong side of 30, but you need something to sort of build around if you're Seattle. And then, you know, on the other end, you see Capo Kakinen's name on the list from Minnesota. You know, that's a guy who was 
one of the better rookies of the league, regardless of position last season. I mean, obviously Minnesota had to make a decision, Kakinen or Talbot. They had to leave one of them available. So they opted to protect Talbot and leave Kakinen available. If I'm Seattle, I'm running for that guy. But you have to wonder, did maybe Minnesota make something in, in place to, to assure that they wouldn't have to worry about losing their, their young rookie, their young goalie? Minnesota will take they'll, Seattle will take another player off the Minnesota list and with a little bit of a, of a sweetener from the wild there. I would have to think that would be in place because there are guys that, you know, I, I know we just sort of talked about, here's our list, take whoever you want. But in a situation like that where you have a young goalie just sort of asserting himself in the league, and I don't believe Minnesota is very deep in goaltending prospects in their, in their system, that's a guy you really, really don't want to lose. So maybe there's something going on there where Minnesota is going to have to pay a little to make sure they keep Kakinen. But geez, to me, that's going to be really, really interesting to see how Seattle approaches the goalies that are available. Yeah. Uh, b- before we recorded with you, I actually was talking about uh, Carey Price as maybe an option for the Kraken, but um, we're noticing that in a lot of people's mock drafts in the media, there's a ton of centers for the Flyers to pick in the you know amateur draft. Here on Locked on Flyers, we chose Chaz Lucius in our mock draft. Do you think that's due to the way the draft is looking to play out based on like best available? Or do you think centers are just like a specific need for the Flyers? Well, I, I think... It's, it's sort of both things. You know, I think the draft is going to play out where there are a lot of really high-end defensemen. You know, Owen Power is going to go number one, I would assume, to, to Buffalo. If he doesn't, he's not going to be – he's not going to go past two. You know, you look at Simon Edmondson from, from for London and Sweden, Luke Hughes from the U.S. National Team Program, Brant Clark from Barrett in the Ontario League. You know, there are some real top-end defensemen that are going to go in the top five, top six picks. That's going to push everybody else down. So – Chaz Lucius is a guy that if he's available for the Flyers, I think they're going to run to get him, get his name in. Um, I don't think he's going to be available for them. I, I have him in, in our mock draft on NHL.com. I have him going to the Chicago Blackhawks at number uh, number 10. So I, I, or I'm sorry, number 11. I don't think he's going to be there. So, you know, he, he's a great pick. He's a great prospect. You know, he, I wrote a story on .com with him coming back from the, the bone lesion in his left knee that kept him off the ice for the first four months of the season and the recovery he had to go through. And the fact that he's skating pain-free for the first time in two years. Now he was an A-rated prospect before he had the surgery. Now he's, he's free. He's able to do all the things he's able to do. He said, when he got back on the ice in February, it was a totally different feeling where he wasn't restricted. He wasn't worried about, is my knee going to hold up? Am I going to feel pain if I do this, if I do that? He goes out and he scores two goals in his first game and he scores 13 in 13 games. So you're, you're seeing the talent level that's there to me. If he's there for the flyers, I think they would choose him. I don't necessarily think he's going to be available. I think a team above before them is going to grab him. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think we do too. And we were a little surprised that our fellow locked on hosts did not take him before it got to our pick. So of course we had to given everything. So the NHL playoffs are over, but there are so many sports that are in full swing, and now is the best time to place your bets before the games start. And the perfect place to go is to our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And there are so many sports to choose from. 
the NBA playoffs are still finishing up. We've got tennis, golf, soccer, the Olympics. Whatever you want, they have it. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, which is great news for people like me who love The Bachelor and Bachelorette. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Do you think that the loss of Nolan Patrick will affect their decision to maybe take a center at that top pick? Yeah, I, I think so. I think, you know, the Patrick pick not working out, you still really don't know what you're going to get from Morgan Frost. Um, German Rubsov, you don't know if he's a center or a winger or if he's a bottom six guy. That's sort of what he looks like at this point. You know, they really don't have a lot of center depth throughout their, throughout their system. Bobby Brink is there. Uh, Jay O'Brien still remains a question mark. So going out and getting a center really seems to be, you know, the, the players, the players that are around where they're going to pick seem to be grouped in that position. So I think it's a need as well as the best player available just happens to be centers. And, and, you know, for me, Fedor Svechkov, the Russian forward really seems to be a guy that is going to be available for them, fills a need, really nice two-way player, you know, he's a guy that checks a lot of boxes as far as what they could use in the future. Let him develop a little bit. He's still got to get a little stronger. But to me, he's a guy that I really like when I've watched him on video. I think he's, you know, has a chance to be a really nice second line, third line center and uh, fill a lot of gaps for the Flyers as they look to the future. It's very convenient that you brought up uh, Fedor Svechkov because I mean, you picked him in the NHL mock draft um, and your colleague picked Cole Sillinger. You know, what's what made you uh, prefer Svechkov over Sillinger? And what do you think the chances are that the, either one of them will be available at 14 for the Flyers? Well, to answer the second question for the second part of your question first, I think both guys most assuredly will be available at 14. Um, what stood out this for me with Svechkov, it's the two way ability. He's a very good skater. You know, you watch him at the under-18s. He centered Russia's top line, had a, had a really, really good tournament there. He's going to need time to develop. He's not stepping into an NHL lineup, you know, anytime soon. You're going to need at least two, three years just to get him stronger, acclimated to North American hockey. But he looks like a guy who's going to be a very good second-line, third-line center, able to chip in offensively you know, maybe be able to kill penalties, but he's a guy that's going to be a really productive player in a lot of different areas. And Cole Sillinger, look, if he's the choice, you know, very good choice, very good selection. The hockey IQ, he's got the bloodlines. His dad, Mike Sillinger, played more than a thousand games in the NHL. You know, he's a guy that can be very, also looks to be a very productive middle six forward. You know, I, I just watching the two guys, there was something about Svechkov that just stood out to me a little bit more, but I can absolutely see Sillinger being the guy as well. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough choice for the Flyers. I think there'll be several really good options for them at that point. And it'll be interesting to see, assuming they still have the pick, that is. (laughs) And uh, of course, that could be a twist there. But, you know, we were trying to look at some potential depth round picks in the second and third round. And we found, you know, similar to what you were talking about with centers being clustered in the first round around where the Flyers were going to pick that some defensemen were kind of clustered, especially in the second round vicinity of where the Flyers would pick. We looked at Evan Naus, Brent Johnson, Anton Olsen, and Ryan Ufko. Do you have any particular take on those guys in particular as options? Yeah, Naus is a guy that I, I really like, you know, left shot D, but he played a lot on the right side. He's got the NHL body size already at, at 6'2 and 186 pounds. You like the strength, the willingness to play physical. He's a good skater once he gets his feet going. I don't know how much offense he's going to have at the next level, but definitely a, a, a talented player. Ryan Ufko from that powerhouse Chicago USHL team, uh, definitely a more offensive-minded guy, real good transition player, elusive with the puck. I like that he gets shots on gets shots on goal from the point. You know, a lot of times you see guys, they just, they just let it rip, and, and it goes off skates, off shin pads, off sticks. It's a, it's a talent to be able to skate laterally, I think, and get that shot off and get it on net. Nuffco showed he was able to do that. You know, Brent Johnson, I like the skating. Really good, really smooth skating in all four directions, forward, backward, laterally each way. An offensive-minded guy. You're going to have to let him grow into his defensive game a little bit, but a talented, skilled guy. Anton Olsen, you know, uh, kind of the opposite there. Very good defensive-minded guy. He, he's a... He's got some good strength. He's will, you know, he's willing to fight in the corners, fight along the boards for for positioning. I don't know how much the offense is going to be there at the next level, but he's definitely got you know top four potential if you put him with a more offensive minded guy. He can be a nice complementary piece on a second pair, maybe a third pair. Now, besides uh, the players you just named, are there any other guys that you think Flyers fans should keep an eye out on to potentially take in the second or third rounds? There's a guy that, that going back to the under 18s that really had a, had a standout playoff play there. Danila Klimovich plays a uh, Belarusian forward scored, you know, six goals in five games, you know, 52 points in 37 games in, in his league. He's a dynamic offensive player with a puck on a stick, a, a real good shot, quick release. Skating is, is, is really good. Um, sometimes gets a little too confident in his skills and what he can do and he'll go, you know, one on three, one on four in the offensive zone, which can lead to some giveaways and, and maybe the decision-making process isn't quite there. Um, if he can develop that part of his game, develop the hockey sense, develop the, develop the, uh, the decision-making skills a little bit. I think he's a nice, he's an interesting prospect. He's a guy that could go anywhere. Geez, second to the fourth round. You know, he, he was drafted by Ruin Naranda in the Quebec League in the import draft in 2020. So maybe he comes over to North America next year, gets to learn a little bit about the life on this side of the Atlantic, get used to the smaller ice, gets used to a little more physical play, step up in competition playing in the Canadian Hockey League. But he's a guy that the raw skills are very, very good. The, the skills between the ears need a little bit of work, I think, but Man, there's a guy that if you can get him into your organization, get the right development people around him, develop the skill set, develop the hockey IQ, develop the decision-making skills, you could have a late-round gem on your hands. 
he wasn't on my radar, but after this, I'm going to have to look, uh, look him up because, uh, I think that's exactly what the flyers need. And I, I still, even with Chuck Fletcher being the, the new GM, I still trust the flyers, uh, development, uh, system. And so I think getting a gem in the later rounds would definitely be helpful this draft. Yeah. You know, they, they have in Brent Flair, one of the better talent evaluators running their scouting department. So, you know, it seems like a continuation of, of something that Ron Hextall and Chris Pryor, when they were in Philadelphia, put a real emphasis on draft development, patience with your prospects. And I think Chuck Fletcher and, and Brent Flair and that development group have sort of followed along in the, uh, followed along in that thought process. And a lot of development people that work for Ron are still there, you know, Shell Samuelson and, and, and that development group. So I think there's going to be more of an emphasis on, on developing the young players. I think that's why they made the changes in, in Lehigh Valley, the American League, to, to focus more on getting more out of those young players that they already have in the system. And the ones that they're going to add in, continuing to upgrade their development and upgrade the, the work they're getting. It's going to be a real focus moving forward for the organization. So I wouldn't have any concerns that, you know, they're just going to draft these guys and, and forget about them or, or put them in an area where they won't be able to succeed they're going to give them every opportunity to be successful. Is there anything that maybe you wanted us to ask you about that we haven't so far? I thought it was interesting just to talk about the Flyers offseason a little bit, but um, they're closer to the team pre-pause, pre-pandemic than they were last season. I think I think yeah. the, the Ryan Ellis move pushes them back into where they were prior to February of, or prior to March of, of 19. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. I mean, I had little to no trust in Chuck. So the fact that he did get Ryan Ellis and he really does tick off all the needs for the team and you can kind of rest easy on that top pair. It's, you know, can't complain about the Flyers, which is rare. Yeah. And, and, you know, to, to the Chuck Fletcher thing, I mean, you look at the track record in Minnesota, they might not have gotten all the way, but they're in the playoffs every year he was there. They did draft well. They did develop well. They built a pretty decent core there. And, you know, then the owner went out and said, I want Zach Breeze and I want Ryan Suter. Here's $180 million. Go make it happen. And he did. So, listen, when they fired Ron, you could have knocked me over with a feather. I didn't see it coming. And to replace him with Chuck Fletcher, I think it was good because I think it brought in a guy who could balance that development with the win now kind of direction the ownership wanted them to kind of steer into. So I I think they've done a pretty nice job balancing that. I mean, look, the Matt Niskin retirement, you know, waylaid everybody and kind of killed any thought they had for this season, because when you go from Matt Niskin into Eric Gustafson, it's going from shopping at Gucci to shopping at at your thrift at at a local thrift store. I mean, they never had, they filled that better they would have been better, better situated for this season. But by not having him, I think it trick had the trickle down effect in every other area of the game, the goaltending, the play by the forwards, you know, there was a lack of trust in, in the system and, and who was going to do what with where and, and who's doing what job. And it just all fell apart for them. I think, and it's something that you notice, you go back and you look at how they did when they had, those rare like two day breaks where they could actually get a practice in. And I know it's it, AV stresses a lot and it's so cheesy. You know, we're talking about practice, but they were a much better team after they had a day of practice 
than they were when they just went game day off to relax and, and, and heal from whatever injuries they had game day off game day off. So they, you know, he's a very good practice coach, identifying issues, identifying weaknesses, identifying areas of need. And they were able to, to do that when they had those rare practice times. So next year in a quote unquote normal season and they have actual practices, I think they'll be better served. Well, right. I do think this is it. I don't okay. think we have any other questions. Adam, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. This is a really my, good conversation. Yeah, my pleasure. Do you want to uh, plug where you are out there on the internet? Yeah, I am at, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at NHL Adam K. And you can also find all of my, all of our stories on NHL.com, NHL.com slash draft. It's, um, you know, I'm biased but it really is the best place on the internet. I think for all your, all the draft stuff, all the expansion draft stuff, we have boots on the ground in Seattle. If you want to see what's going on in the hockey world, I suggest NHL.com for the next, you know, bookmark it and make it one of your favorite places for the next, uh, for the next week, especially. All right. Well, a special thank you to Adam Kimmelman for joining us and discussing the flyers. Such good conversation. Yeah, I love talking prospects, too. So that was a lot of fun. But to wrap up for our Flyers Fun thing, yesterday we talked about Luke Pro- Prokop. And just want to highlight JVR and, and Scott Lawton, both, uh, you know, outwardly congratulating and supporting Luke for his strength to come out and to tell his truth. So we love to see some Flyers doing it. And it's no surprise that it's JVR and Scott Lawton. No, they've been uh, spokespeople or hockeys for everyone, ambassadors, and so it's great to see from them. So with that, thank you guys so much for listening to today's show. We'll be back, of course, with some expansion draft reactions in tomorrow's episode. We always want to hear from you, so send us in your questions for our weekly mailbag on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle. You can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Betting on the Flyers doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.